Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 346. Good to have you here. We've got a great guest today. His name's James Malinchek. So James, welcome. Hey, Kurt. How you doing, man? I, I love all your stuff. Been a big fan of your book for years. Ah, appreciate it. Thanks so much. We've got this special guest today. You're going to love him. Let me do a quick intro here. So James Balanchek is recognized as one of the most requested in-demand business and motivational keynote speakers and marketing consultants in the world. He was featured on the hit ABC TV show Secret Millionaire and was twice named National College Speaker of the Year. James has delivered over 3,000 presentations for corporations, associations, business groups, colleges, universities, and youth organizations worldwide. And one thing I love about James, he loves giving back. He's raised over a million dollars for various charities and organization has donated thousands of dollars of his own money to help others. As a speaker, marketing coach, and consultant, James is behind the scenes. Go-to marketing advisor for many top speakers, authors, thought leaders, business professionals, celebrities, sports coaches, athletes, and entrepreneurs. And is recognized as the world's number one big money speaker. All right. Hey, welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be here, man. It's an honor. I've been, I've, I've known you, known of you, and uh, you for a long, long time. So it's a privilege to be here. Appreciate that. So sure. we're not sure where this started, but we're going to get you off with the very first question <laughs> that all our guests get. When you look at the world of vegetables, what is the worst vegetable in the world, and why? <laughs> uh, man, I say, uh, God darn, probably water chestnuts. Really. Yeah. Okay. Anytime I go to P.F. Chang's and I get the wonton soup and I'm like, man, no water. Ch- There's absolutely no taste to them. I don't know. This. Yes, I, I, I'll go with water chestnuts. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the first on the show, but I've always thought they just use those as fillers. I'm like, those must be cheap because they're putting a lot of those in there for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, although I would take it over tofu probably, but you know, it is probably one of those veggies that does not have much flavor. Yeah, and I'll throw celery in the mix as well. I, I can't handle celery. Well, I, I, if you put enough peanut butter on anything, you could probably, I, I could handle it, but it's got <laughs> to have a right. lot of peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter or ranch. It tends to fix everything. That's right. <laughs> Let's give our listeners some great stuff, to, things to really hold on to. I know you've done a lot with mindset. You've done yeah. a lot with millionaire success secrets. And that's a big piece for any entrepreneur. So let me just ask you this. When you look at people's success and, of course, those millionaire secrets, what do you think the biggest mistake or blunder people are making as they pursue? Because they want success. They want wealth. It's not about wanting it. But sometimes they try it. They get beat up or the universe kicks them in the head or Edna says something negative. What do you think, when you're talking about mindset and just the millionaire success secrets, what do you think the biggest mistake people are making right now or ever on the road to success? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you, I speak for a lot of entrepreneurs and business folks and I tell them all the time, I said, you being an entrepreneur or captain of your own ship, you have forgotten why you are in business. You are in business for freedom. Right? You're not in a business to run a business. You're not in business to pay employees. You're in business to, if you want to be an entrepreneur and run your own shit, 
the number one mistake everybody makes is they forget why they're in business. You're in business to create the financial resources so you can live your life exactly how you want to live it on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. And if that means working 80 hours a week, God bless you. That's your, your freedom choice. If that means like what I do, I work three days a week, you know, usually Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. By the way, that's one of the reasons we're doing this interview on, on a Wednesday because I only do stuff on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays then that's my choice, right? That's my freedom choice, three days a week or 80 hours a week. But so many folks, Kurt, you see this too, they get in business and they're just drained. They're running, the business is running them into the ground. They're letting employees control them. And I'm like, wait a minute, when you own a business, everything should be set up and designed to create the freedom for yourself. And anybody who does not think that financial resources are important, try living without money. So your entrepreneurial business should be set up to create financial freedom for you so you can live your life exactly how you want to live it. That's well said. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in that. They just kind of, it's a downward spiral. They're not sure how to get out. So they recognize, all right, my business is controlling me instead of me controlling my business or my life. How would you recommend somebody just getting out of that trap? Yeah. So the very first thing is, and I'll give you a couple different things. So the very first thing is um, you got to understand that the actual business plan of every entrepreneur. And a lot of folks don't think about this, right? I had a guy one time call me, he said, man, I'm coming to Vegas. I have a house in Vegas, also here in South Florida. And he said, I'm coming to Vegas. Could I stop by and see your business plan? And I said, man, I'll save you a trip. I'll tell it to you over the phone. It's just two lines. It always has been and always will be. Line number one of my business plan is get and keep customers. I mean, literally, Kurt, I wake up every day and think, how do I get and keep customers? Everything else, that's my job. I don't care if I'm running a restaurant. I don't care if you are um, doing an internet business. I don't care if you're a consultant. I don't care what you're doing. Your job, your role is to get and keep customers. Everything else can be farmed to somebody else who is excited to do $10 to $20 an hour work or $10 to $100 an hour work. So the first thing is understand what your real role is. I tell speakers all the time who want to be speakers, you know, they get so caught up in all this stuff. And I said, why don't you wake up every day and go book talks and farm everything else out, right? It drives me nuts. I walk into the local pizza shop or the local restaurant and I see the, uh, the owner of the pizza shop in the back making pizzas. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's 10 to $100 an hour work. You can pay so you should be out walking the business park and getting new customers to come in, new clients. So get and keep customers. That's my first part of the business plan. Second line, second part of the business plan, and please, anybody listening, catch this. Keep more net income in your pocket than going out. I'm not talking about in the business. I'm talking about in your pocket. My business is fueled to create net income for me. It's not to create gross revenues in the business. And I know that's a different way of thinking. But if you go back to the first thing I had said, which is your business should be created to provide financial freedom for you so you can live the life you want to live, well, then you got to start looking at ways to put net income in your pocket. And that's not what most people do. I watch people brag. I had a guy one time, you know, he, he made uh, $20 million. And I was talking to a very famous guy. You would know him, and I'm not going to say his name because you, you, everybody would probably know him on this interview who's listening. And I said, man, that's amazing. You made 20 million bucks. And I'll never forget him saying, he said, what are you talking about? He said, you make more than me. I'm like, no, no, no. It's $20 million, not even close. He said, do you think I keep any of that? I have 80 employees. 
He said, I don't see any of that money. And I'm like, well, I think I'd change what I'm doing then. If I say, ouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my thing is really get back to understanding why you are an entrepreneur. Focus on getting and keeping customers. And people like to get distracted, Kurt, by being busy and doing things that really aren't the core. When, when I was starting out as a speaker and I used to make $7 an hour in a video store, you know, trying to figure out why nobody was calling me to speak, I realized something. The reason they're not calling is because I'm not going after them. So I said, huh, I had a revelation. I said, man, what if I just woke up every day and spent two hours a day doing nothing but contacting people who could be my clients and book me to speak? And it was crazy how I went from zero talks to 40 talks that year. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is the real business of speaking. The speech is easy. I love what Muhammad Ali said. Champions are made in the gym, not the ring. The speech is the ring. That's easy. But it's the stuff of waking up and training to get you prepared for the ring. Well, the real stuff of training for like a speaker is you got to get to the coordinators and get them to book you. And I said, wait, if it worked two hours a day, why am, I not, why am I not spending four, five hours a day, Monday through Thursday, of doing nothing but finding people who could book me? And then that second year, I did over 100 paid talks, and I had never done less than 100 paid talks from that moment forward because I knew what business I was in. I was in the business of getting and keeping customers. And then number two, structuring everything the right way and reducing expenses so I keep more net in my pocket than going out the door. Listeners, hope you grab that. I love that. Get and keep customers. There's nothing more important because, especially entrepreneurs or any business, we just focus on the peripherals. Or one of my early mentors, Jim Rohn, said, spending major time on minor things, things that really don't matter. And asking yourself, is this an income producing activity? I mean, that's so important to understand. So, as you've seen the changes in the world right now, crazy things happening, you've sold millions of dollars worth of, of items. Persuasion influence is a big part of the show. What do you see now? Are there any changes or what do you recommend to our listeners to really get and persuade and keep those customers? Where do you see the world of persuasion and influence in sales? Yeah. So, well, the very first thing now more than ever, but even before this, everyone should have been doing this in business, but most people don't. But now more than ever, you've got to be in constant contact with the people. Here's what I like to say. I'm kind of a street guy. So I just kind of talk, you know, from the street, so to speak, right? (laughs) a C student in college. I didn't go to Wharton. I didn't go to Harvard or anything like that. I just sort of like tell it like it is. You've got to be in constant contact with people who are giving you money. So if you've got people who have bought from you, like you need to put the throttle down now and be very much top of mind awareness, TOMA, T-O-M-A, with them. So I'll give you an example. Like my, I have 137 consulting clients and every two weeks they get an eight-page newsletter in the mail. They also, we do a Zoom every Thursday where I will help them and do Q&As for an hour and a half that we implemented. We implemented this after the crazy pandemic stuff started happening via Zooms, but we were always doing the newsletter because I read something that if you stay in touch with the people who are buying from you at least once a month in the mail, by the way, and this is in the mail, not some they see on Facebook or some email thingy that never gets read. I'm talking about in the mail. And why do you want to show up in the mail to people? Because no competitor is doing it. They think it's an expense versus an investment in the relationship. So every two weeks, 
for years, an eight-page newsletter gets dropped in the mail to all of my coaching clients. And I've had coaching clients for 10, 12 years, by the way. And our fees are, you know, right now to come in is 25000 to 100000 plus for consulting. And I, I read this years ago from a direct mail expert that if you stay in touch in the mail, that's the key because no one else is doing it and stuff in the mail gets looked at, gets touched, hopefully gets opened and read one time a month that your retention and comprehension of those customers dramatically increases. Here's the trick. If you stay in touch twice a month, hence every two weeks, which we do in the mail, then your retention and comprehension doubles because of the frequency of contact and also constant TOMA, T-O-M-A, top of mind awareness. So now since the pandemic happened, we instituted every Thursday a Zoom for 90 minutes where I'm helping them questions. I'll bring someone on and interview uh, somebody that's a a friend or like I had uh, uh, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup of the Soul, or I've had uh, various folks I'll bring on and interview just to show them that we care about our customers. I'm trying to bring you value. I know we're going through a crazy situation right now, but you're a value to us and I want to over deliver and give this great add on for you. And the response has been just through the roof. So You know, it's the old line. It's my favorite quote that I think in the history of quotes has ever been created as the greatest quote. It's old Zig Ziglar quote. You can get anything you want out of life if you help enough people get what they want. Well, what are you doing? You're serving them. So look for more ways to serve and do what I call AIM, A-M-E, add value, make a difference, and enrich people's lives. I literally sit around, Kurt, and say, what else can I do for my coaching clients right now, especially through this crazy time? to just have high touch with them, let them know we care. I said, well, why don't I go and just write every one of them a thank you note? So I sit down and every day I write five thank you notes thanking them for being one of our consulting clients. And I mail five out at the end of the week. That's 25 notes going into the mail to our people. You know, I actually have people who pick up the phone and call me and said, I can't believe you sent me a thank you. That's the first thank you note that I've gotten from a vendor that I'm paying money to in probably 15 years. Yeah, it's because we sat around thinking about how else could we add value? What if we just thanked them and said a nice thing in a tiny little handwritten note? So sit around, look for ways to have high touch. And by the way, nobody mails anymore. Did you notice? Thank you note in the mail, not some Facebook messenger thing. So I'm very big on constantly showing up in the mail. And here's why you should be big on that, anyone listening, because none of your competitors are doing it because they got, number one, seduced by the internet, that it's so easy to send an email or so easy to just send them some you know random thing. Well, there's nothing special in that anymore. And number two, that no one is sending them, so you want to send them because you will automatically create Toma in their mind because they'll look at your stuff. And listeners, let's digest that a little bit. There's some great things there. Show them that you care. Constant content, like you mentioned. I love the mail thing. I noticed as our email boxes are growing, our regular mail is shrinking. So A, it has more value. B, it shows that you're caring and it's showing up. And you don't have as much clutter as you probably do in an email folder. Yeah. People are like, but man, it costs money. That's what I call a bath, Kurt. That's bath mm-hmm. mindset, a B-A-F. Anybody that thinks that it costs money to have high touch in the mail with your customers or clients, I call that person a bath. 
BAF, broke ass folk. That's not a millionaire mindset right there. <laughs> yeah, if you're not willing to spend a little money to make a little money to make your customers happier for them to give you more money, something's wrong with your mindset. Yeah, and I always, I always say that you're not spending money. You're investing in your future success. You're investing in a relationship to show people you care. See, seven and eight, you know this better than anyone, buddy. Seven and eight figure entrepreneurs think and act differently than everybody else. That's why we are seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. It's a principle act as if. You have to act as if. If you're making 100 grand and you want to make 500 grand, how does a $500,000 earner act? What does he or she do? I promise you it's different than the $100,000 earner or the $75,000 earner. So act as if. Act as if you are already that person at that level. Act as if, listeners. I mean, very important that you understand that. You got to get out there. And I've always said that, you know, wealth and success, it's all an open book test with the other people who are doing. You benchmark the type of people that are doing what you want to do. And so, uh, let, me, let me ask you this. When you look at a really top producer, top salesperson, a great persuader, what would you identify, put you on the spot here, what's that? The one trait you see in a great salesperson, and what is that one thing, that Absolutely. one tool they have? Without a doubt, it's languaging. You know, I always say this in, in my profession of doing a lot of speeches. I always say, man, I could listen to a speaker for 10 minutes and know whether anybody in the audience is going to buy what he or she's going to offer at the end because I'm listening to their language. And a lot of times they're throwing out negative triggers in their languaging that they don't even realize. I'll give you an example. So, Several years ago, I was in Las Vegas, and I was uh, with a friend of mine and probably a friend of yours, and most people would know on this call, Jack Canfield. Jack's the co-creator of the mega best-selling book series, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Uh, he also has a great book called The Success Principles. He was speaking. I was, and I just went to see him speak, and he was speaking for about 10,000 real estate agents, and he uh, did a great talk and you know, really informed them, jazzed them up, and at the end, he offered continuing education in the forms of his, at the time, CDs and books, et cetera. And when it was all said and done, he had done about $100,000 in back-of-the-room sales. So we go out to lunch after. And remember, there were 10,000 people there. And he said, well, what do you, what'd you think? And I said, now, now, Jack and I were friends. We've been friends for 25 years. So I could say this to him. I said, well, Jack, that sucked. Jack's the most coachable. I mean, Jack will learn from everybody. That's one of the things I love about him. He's a sponge. Right. And that's what I learned. So one of my principles, and, and let me go off on a sidebar for a second. Don't go through life being a know-it-all. Go through life being a learn-it-all. So many people think, well, I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah, I'm, I've arrived. No, you don't arrive. You know, if you want to go more, you got to grow more. You never stop putting great stuff in your mind and you learn from everybody. So Jack, he says, what do you, what do you mean? I said, well, Jack, you put me in front of 10,000 people, I'm going to sell a million dollars worth of stuff in the back of the room. I said, out of love for you and our friendship, I took about six pages of notes during your presentation on things that you could improve, minor things, like your form is called an order form. You never use the word order because if you study words, languaging, you know the words buy, order, cost, price, sell, purchase are all negative triggers that cause the subconscious mind to resist you and move away from you versus move toward you. And we could switch that right at the top of his form. It said order form, right? And there was all these other things, these all language lines that he was using. You know, he wasn't 
using like the word imagine and then painting a brighter future for folks. You know, whatever you say after the word imagine is what people will picture in their mind, right? Well, he wasn't doing that sort of thing. He was using a lot of negative triggers. I listen to someone speak and most of their conversation, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's in a group or to 5,000 people, it'll be I, me, we, are us. We did this. Or look at people's bios on their company web. We've been in business for 37 years. Well, who cares? There's nothing about what's in it for me in any of that. So if you will simply switch your I, me, we, are, us's to you and your, you'll convert more because it's a subconscious trigger. And so I listen for languaging, and I think that's one of the biggest mistakes in influence and persuasion is folks don't know how to speak properly to where it is received differently and you automatically, magnetically attract people to you. And by the way, it's not your fault. We've never been taught this anywhere in school. Or unless you've gone to a great Kurt Mortensen training, you don't learn influence stuff, right? So it's no one's fault if you haven't learned this stuff before. Because you buy a franchise, the franchise people don't teach you this stuff, right? You, know, you open up a pizza shop, no one teaches you how to talk to people to convert better. So here's what I'll say. Last thing I'll say is this. It's not your fault up to this point if you don't know how to do it. However, first part of all transformation is awareness. Now that you are aware of something, bam, you can switch in a, in a heartbeat. You can change and go a different direction. So past this point, it is your fault if you don't change your languaging and learn how to do it, okay? Because you're now aware if you speak correctly, you can convert more, convert faster. I agree 100%. That verbal packaging and just being aware that every word you use can attract or repel your prospect. And a lot of times yep. people just, their bandwidth is not there. So now everyone's aware that verbal packaging, the word choice is critical to your success. We have another quick question here. We all love the secret millionaire, right? The show that you were on, your, one of your claims to fame. What was your, as you did that show, what was the biggest takeaway the biggest aha you learned is you know people were giving back and helping others what was that big takeaway for you yeah i'll say there were two uh first of all it was such a blessing to do that show i turned them down for several weeks because i did not know it was abc television they always hide like when it's abc nbc cbs or fox and it's a major primetime show they always hide that because they don't want people just kind of jumping on the bandwagon to get on tv if you will you know i was approached and they were doing a documentary wink wink on a group doing a documentary on people volunteering and you know, some producer and Kurt, you know, everybody's a producer now, right? That's true. Everyone's an expert now. (laughs) (laughs) They all got a business card says producer on it. I was like, I'm not interested. I'm I'm like you, I'm a entrepreneur and I'm not a TV dude or anything like that. So I turned them down and then uh, they just kept coming at me. I was referred by a mutual friend. And so they kept coming at me they finally revealed who they were. They showed me a clip of like the trailer that they were going to do. And I was like, for real? What I resolved in my heart was I said, man, this is way bigger than a TV show. We could put the hope back into people's hope tanks. Because I believe so many people, especially even today, but when we were doing the show, I said, man, so many people have their hope tanks on E. And we could help fuel people and give people purpose and a reason to to do good for others. And so that's really what made me do it. So now I go on this show and I live undercover 
serving as a volunteer. They gave me $44.66 for a week to live on. Hence the, the term secret millionaire living undercover to look for amazing volunteers and to reward them at the end of my time there, which was about, I think, seven or eight days type of uh, session in an area. At the end, I tell them who I am, reveal my identity, tell them who I am, and then I open up my checkbook and start writing them checks to further their mission. And I wrote checks for over 100000 bucks. And so uh, takeaways. Number one, Kurt, I thought I was going to be some guy going on a show who is going to write some checks, and then I'm going to go home. That's kind of what I thought going into it. But man, I got to tell you, I got so much more out of observing and meeting these angels, I don't even call them people, I call them angels, than they ever got out of the money I gave them. And here's what I mean. I saw what true serving is all about. Because these folks had no idea who we were, weren't getting paid anything. They went out every day and they would work for eight, 10 hours to better people's lives, to help in the community, because that's what they believed their mission was. And I mean, there were guys I met who were working 10 hours a day uh, getting paid for two hours, $10 an hour, making 20 bucks, but working eight, 10 hours. And I'm like, well, why do you guys work 10 hours when you're paid for two? And they would say, because we want this elderly man and woman who are sitting on that swing in their yard over there to look out here in this alley one day and not see trash and garbage anymore and enjoy their years of swinging on that swing. And I was like, and what else? I said, no, that's it. That's why we do it. And, I, and it took me a while to swallow that pill. And it was just so amazing to see, wow, these are really good people, man. Just trying to help an elderly man and women with a woman with what they see when they're sitting on a swing in their backyard. And I just learned what serving and, and giving and lifting people up, you know, emotionally and physically and mentally and helping them enjoy life is all about. All right. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I got was. They didn't care about accolades. They didn't care about money. They didn't care about any of that. They just wanted to, you know, make a difference, enrich someone's heart. And so, again, coming back to that main lesson, I saw what serving is all about. And it was really good to, to do that at that time and just see. It changed my life. Seeing people who really care for no other reason than caring. That was the big takeaway. We had some great nuggets of wisdom here. Really appreciate your time today, James. Good information, message of hope, of direction, and uh, get people back on track. So any final words or where where can the listeners get to know you a little bit better and find out more about you? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I'll give the website first. It's real simple to remember. It's www.bigmoneyspeaker.com, bigmoneyspeaker.com. And uh, you can find out about online resources, speaking, consulting, all that kind of stuff. Here's the nugget I'd like to leave with everyone. I think it takes three things to be successful. And if I could be so bold, I think I've taken a lot of success principles and narrowed them down to three keys. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Tell us. Right? All right. I like to keep things simple because I always say I graduated 107 and roughly in a class of 114. So I'm not a real smart academic dude. So I got to kind of keep things simple for myself. <laughs> I did this for myself years ago and I share it with everyone. And here's it is. There's three things. Number one, it's mindset. I'm not talking about pie in the sky, wishful you know, thinking. I'm not talking about sitting on a couch in a lotus position going, um, 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 I hope the window opens up and customers come in. 
I'm not a big believer in that. I'm talking about changing the way as an entrepreneur you think on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Seven and eight figure. I say this all the time. Seven and eight figure entrepreneurs think and act differently than everybody else. That's why they're seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. So you got to think differently. But that's not enough. Right? A lot of people teach mindset. That's not enough. It then It's what I call the success triangle. It then goes into the second part is skill set. You actually go out and have to go out and get skills. So if I want to learn how to convert better, I can switch my mindset and have all the positive affirmations and believe I'm going to do it. But if I don't go to a training like yours, Kurt, or read your book or go to something where I get a skill and how to do it. I can have the mindset to buy real estate all I want, but I got to go get skills on how to do lease options, you know, how to flip real estate. I got to learn some skills, right? So that's the second piece. It's mindset plus skill set, but that's not enough. There's the third piece of the triangle. It's mindset, skill set, and number three, get off your assets and go do something. (laughs) There you go. There's a lot of people, they learn skills, they talk about their mindset shift, but then they sit there and they don't do a darn thing with it. So the third you know, component that's so critical is you got to get off your assets and go get moving. Well said, not sugar-coated. That's how we like it here. Get off your assets, do something, make a difference <laughs> in the world. James, I really appreciate your time for being here, for enlightening us with these wisdom and these nuggets that we could all use. So listeners, take one thing, apply it, use it, make it part of you, make it one of your tools. Remember from today, always give back, help out, serve others. Want to thank James again? We'll put his link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's also a place you'll find your free Persuasion IQ assessment. You'll also be at Maximum Influence, the book for free. Pick up a little shipping and handling. That's the new edition. And we're offering this week a special discount to Influence University. Master these tools of mindset, learn how to influence, change the world, and persuade with power.